0: hey there you are listening to pushing it where we normalize the shit out of pregnancy birth and life with a new baby i'm elise McAllister, and i'm jen laird and today we are talking about cake Uh, but first, I
1: need to um, recognize that I'm just grateful to be allowed to speak because uh, <laughs> Elise almost fired me during sound check. So, thank you, Elise, for hanging in there with me.
0: Yeah. Good job getting rehired, Jen. <laughs> Maybe next time, don't screw off so much.
1: I'm going to be high maintenance and ask for a higher salary. Whoops, I don't make one. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Maybe next time you do soundcheck, don't stand across the room fixing your pants.
1: <laughs> right? I either need belts or I don't know what's happening. Right? Yeah. I, I think I need more cake.
0: But yeah. We've if you been... were eating more cake... Then you would be better
1: off. Earlier, we were discussing cake, and I was saying, you know, some people have the cake mixes that are like a couple years old, and whether or not you should throw them away, which led me to talk <laughs> Only about.
0: Only in Jen's life <laughs> do people have cake that's a few years old. It, actually, the words were cake mixes. Cake not, mixes that were expired a few years ago. Yes. Not purchased a few years ago. Oh, expired they're expired a like, few years ago. Like my
1: poppy seeds from 2014. That I threw away this week where I was like, wait, poppy seeds, do those go bad? I don't know. And then my second thought was, when have I, what did I need poppy seeds for? Like, I the only thing I can think of that you use poppy seeds in is like lemon poppy seed
0: muffins. Can we just clarify that it is the year 2019? <laughs> Your poppy seeds? <laughs> Were five years old? Are older than our business. Oh, Oh. Well, our business
1: is now older than they are because they went into the compost and then
0: recycling. Good job. Yep. They're now something else.
1: Hopefully that container isn't so old that it's not allowed to be recycled.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jen? Yes? I've got two bones to pick today. Two bones to pick. Totally of equal importance. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) The first... Is I'm sick and tired of Your people f- not filling up their cupcakes to the top before they bake them. World's problems right here. Yeah, this is they- a this is a t- catastrophe.
1: People do not understand. You don't get that beautiful
0: like muffin top.
1: Uh this the is, only
0: place, right? Like come the, on, let's get a big fluffy muffin top mm, on that cupcake. Come on. You want them flowing over so that
1: the proper ratio of frosting to cupcake is reached. I don't reached? Want, I don't want my frosting
0: inside the paper wrapper.
1: No, that's then what you got to like lick the paper wrapper. Ugh. Oh no. And then they're not and very it doesn't look pretty. Visually appealing? Nope, not so much. Right? huge problem. I'm tired of this. Can you give us some like tips about how to solve this problem in our life?
0: Yeah. Okay. Take your batter and pour it into the cupcake <laughs> wrapper until it's full. <laughs> so easy. But what about Done. like
1: overflowage? Is that a thing? Yeah,
0: it turns into a cupcake top.
1: Oh, that's okay. That's it. Oh. Done. Handled. It's <laughs> well, thank you for helping with, me I can't with cook us a Chicken,
0: but there you go. A
1: problem <laughs> in my life.
0: Excellent. <laughs> All right.
1: That's your first bone. You picked it and then you solved it. Yep. There you go. Great. Number two. Handled. Tell me more about your second bone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that you're picking. Jen. Messing with our pants when we do soundcheck. No. Okay. Maybe Not. I have three bones to pick. Just kidding. Okay. Um, okay. Second one is when I teach childbirth classes to yeah. a group. And we talk about doulas, and somebody says, I don't need to have a doula. I have my mom or my sister or my second cousin or my mailman or my dog walker coming to my birth. Um, I'm good. Or their partner. Well, yeah. I've heard that one, too. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah.
1: So what, why, you, why you disagree with this,
0: Elise? Because cupcake tops are good. Wait, no, just kidding.
1: (laughs) Rhetorical question. (laughs) Just trying to banter, bring tease the second bone out of you. Oh right, right. right. So, uh, because I like cupcakes.
0: (laughs) Oh wait, um, why does that bug you? Because doulas are not partners, or sisters, or friends, or mothers, or dog walkers, or mailmen, or women. Anybody can deliver your mail, but I thought I would mix up gender there. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So they, that's that's totally a different job.
1: Kind of leads us on to this topic, which we we're talking about today. We're we have calling a very sassy
0: little name for today's. We're topic. calling
1: this. Uh, that's not what friends are for. You
0: ready? Let's sing it out.
1: Through good, good times, times. <laughs> and bad, bad times. <laughs> times. I I th- I think we should just sing the like friends, um, the friends uh f- song. You know. The um for the show Friends, do wait? Oh no, I can't remember it (sighs) now. Uh oh. Anyway,
0: that's what friends are. I like for this is the better
1: song for this topic. Okay, so um some people out there have not actually heard of what a doula is, so I'm gonna briefly record scratch.
0: (laughs) Ready? (laughs) Wait. Okay. You used to do the best record scratches ever when we started the show. Oh, yeah. what do we do? Used to do the psycho
1: knife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure that's not the sound either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds almost like an ambulance.
0: i've missed your sound effects jen it's been it's been like a couple of months it
1: has yeah i'll try and bring them back slowly because i don't want to overwhelm anybody okay (laughs) so here's here's what a doula is for okay um a doula is a professionally um trained person um Mm -hmm. who understands um how to help a baby come into an optimal position to come down and out Um, is there to help both prenatally with encouragement, suggestions, reflective listening, meet with the family before, typically that's with both birthing person and partner, if there is one, to talk about their birth desires and wishes, as well as to provide some education. They attend the birth with with whoever's involved in the birth, but they're there um, to give... um, Support and suggestions. Um, Some of the things they might do would be some massage, um, some coaching. Um, Typically that coaching is one from more of a uh, verbal, you're doing well, this is really normal and typical, be a reflective listener for making decisions along the way, not making decisions on behalf of the family, but being a place to help them understand what their um, decision-making process could be. Um, And then to, at times, help them understand how to get their baby into more of an optimal position, as well as coping with... um, with the discomforts of labor, um, that now, is a
0: whole heck of a lot of things. It
1: is. It's a lot of emotion holding as well, where um, they're encouraging and um, resourcing. Um, let's say the partner is like, "Oh my gosh, what is happening here, and why is she making those noises?" Um, that's part of uh, the doula's job is to help normalize the experience and ask questions I'm um, sorry, answer questions um, for the partner. Um, and then in some scenarios when there's some challenge, um, particularly just after baby comes out, then, um, she's helping encourage mom slash being with partner, um, as maybe baby is having some extra help, um, and encouraging that they typically will also help with breastfeeding following the birth of the baby, um, along with nurse, uh, sorry, um, nursing staff or midwifery staff, et cetera, um, depending on where you're having the baby. And then um, typically a doula does a visit in the home, um, whether that be days or weeks following the birth of the baby to help answer questions, reflect back on the birth, and also help with normal newborn um, translation of what's going on with your newborn and give suggestions and tips around um, newborn care so that's what a birth doula does. We can talk a little bit more about what a postpartum doula does um, as we continue in this conversation. So um, we recognize that both Elise and I come to this as this being part of the work that we do as birth doulas, right? And so we're obviously very passionate about this. We also recognize that um, there's a lot of different ways to practice as a doula. And um, some folks have been doing this literally for a long time, like Elise, <laughs> Elise and I, and attended hundreds and hundreds of births each, right? Like we've seen every complication that is under the sun. I feel
0: like you should knock on wood. Now, I know,
1: okay. right? I'm knocking. <laughs> and we've seen all the normal births and we've seen all the different things and all the different ways to have babies, right? And we see it as um, a real. Um, honor to be involved in this really intimate time and in folks lives right so what's wrong
0: you have the noisiest vest on. oh
1: okay fine i will take off my vest <laughs> who knew my vest was so you noisy have the noisiest podcasting
0: vest fine i will take the vest off <laughs> I mean, I don't want you to be freezing or anything, it's but okay. I was just noticing how noisy your vest was okay. for I, I, t-
1: I was like, what? What's on my vest <laughs> now? I'm not even eating anything. Come on. Um okay. gets
0: yelled at all the time I during know, podcasting. It's
1: terrible. <laughs> so the thing that comes to mind is um, as a doula, I've actually attended the birth of Friends. In both the kind of this capacity of being a friend and a doula, right? And I've been at births where folks were um, friends who were attending. um, And I was kind of in that capacity also as a doula, knowing that there's a little subtle difference there. So, my observation of these friends at births is that they think differently. I was chatting with a friend who had been invited to our common friend's birth. And I said something like, oh, yeah, and I bet, um, you know, we could get that that phone call any night now. And she goes, oh, yeah, I guess I should start sleeping with my phone in my room in case she goes into labor. And I was like, oh, yeah, you really need to start doing that now because (laughs) she's like days away from her estimated due date. Right. And so as a doula, that's my default. Like I sleep with my phone on with my ringer in my bedroom, whereas a lot of folks who don't work like a doula does, they wouldn't need to do that. They wouldn't even think twice about it. And maybe even that's good for them to not sleep with their phone <laughs> in the room. Oh, imagine that. I kinda think that would be good for me, but it's not an option. That in my is life.
0: not an option. No. I so, can't even imagine that.
1: So there's there that's one of the differences I think of. Secondly, there was things that I said to that person birthing that as a friend I would not have said right like i suggested changes in position whereas my friends were more just thinking about how do you how do you stay comfortable and let me rub your back and hold your hand whereas i'm thinking great this pattern of labor seems to be slowing down a bit we got to get her up and walking mm-hmm. you know so that's something as a doula that i'm thinking about but my friends they were just thinking about how do I keep this person comfortable? And I'm thinking about how do we get a baby to come?
0: Yes. You a, know, a huge part of our job is. Not just how do we get this baby to come out, but how do we get a baby to get into a great position? Yeah. And babies can come down and out in a lot of different ways, but there is an optimal position. Right. And so our goal is to get that baby into that optimal position to come down and out because mm-hmm. it tends to be more efficient. And so we're always thinking about that. And and really, for the most part, that's just movement. Mm-hmm. Um we want a lot of movement. And sometimes movement isn't the most comfortable. Where a lot of folks are focusing on comfort, we're not always focused on comfort. Um, And so we often give the example that we might say to somebody, hey, I know that it feels really intense if we say, if you know, um, sitting on the toilet. But I might say to somebody, I think you should do the next few contractions on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to help open up your pelvis. Mm-hmm. Now, a partner is, you know, if if your partner says that to you, hey, babe, I think you should go sit on the toilet, that's going to really mess up the intimacy there. Yeah. We want, if you have a partner, we want that person to be kissing you on the forehead Rubbing your back, doing what they do best, right. being in that place in your birth, um, having that kind of connection, yep, and having the doula do what they do best, and that's kind of a I not necessarily bossing you around, but having them be in the more coach role.
1: Um, I don't know about you, Elise, but when my partner um, says to me, kind of a fix it sort of like, <laughs> oh, I can see you're uncomfortable here. Fix it by doing X, Y, or Z and give suggestions. It doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy towards that person. It makes me feel like, are you freaking kidding me? Right. I don't like you right now, and you don't get it, and I'm frustrated, and I love you so much, but ah." it doesn't feel... Warm and oxytocin flowing,
0: right? Well, and that's the goal, right? We want oxytocin flowing yes. because oxytocin is the hormone that keeps contractions nice yeah. and strong. And we we needed contractions to be nice and strong because that's how you bring a baby out of your body, right?
1: So I know that we're talking about um, inviting a, and I'm going to use the word stranger, yeah, an almost stranger into. One of the most um vulnerable, intimate experience of your life. Yes. Birth involves nudity, a human coming out of your vagina, and probably exposure of breasts and potentially a baby um, breastfeeding, right? All of that is very exposed, and um, typically things that are 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 not seen by people that are not very intimately involved with us right so as a doula um i am in all those spaces i'm with nudity i'm with big big feelings i'm with hearing noises and um and big feelings right because you're also not only in that in that trans. you're transitioning into a a, a different role which is one of mother or parent right so as a doula If I am involved in all of that, there is, yes, we've had meetings, we've gotten to know each other, but I'm a professional, and that means that the birthing family, person birthing the baby and partner, if there is one, they don't actually have to look after me. We don't have this long history of both having fun or hard times in a relationship right all they know of me is the person that they've met at our meetings there's been some sharing of of ideals and education but i'm providing them with a part of me but not all of me it's the professional part of me it's the encouraging part of me but there's no prior history so that that birthing person isn't like oh yeah i remember at your birth and then you did this i must be doing it wrong because this is the way my birth is going, right? right? There's no history there. There's nothing of anyone needing to impress me because this is a supportive role of me providing a service. So that's the subtle difference I see as a blaring difference between a friend, family member taking the role of a doula and a professional doula who is trained and experienced at this role, Versus someone who you grew up with them, you, it's a, your a good friend, um, you've been through all the good and bad of life, but that also could lead to it being some murky waters in there.
0: Right.
1: Um, quick uh, I think personal experience where I was with my sister in um, one of her births and coming out to kind of update family following the birth and just there was a a tad bit of complication going on. And I just said, um, she wanted me to let you guys know that um, everything's fine. The baby's here. We'll um, chat with you in a little bit, but right now I wanna get back there because um, we're just trying to deal with a little bit of a situation, right? I remember my mom, Hugging me really for um, like and crying, which kind of shocked me because in that moment, she wasn't the person that I know who's actually attended friends births, even of mine growing up, or she's not a doula, but she was that person in our community who knew about babies and birth and had five children herself and all of those things. Right. She is that experienced person. But in that role, it was really different because it was her baby having a baby. Mm -hmm. And somehow as a doula, it didn't quite feel like that to me. It felt like me being a professional in an experience with someone I knew. Right. But I was actually using all of my professional skills in that room. Um, So there's a huge difference between what a, a mom of the person birthing could even provide. Sometimes it's really difficult to shut down that emotional connection. And potentially what you're doing is your anxiety or worry or care about someone negatively affects them while they're in that experience.
0: So, just something to think about. And I want to hop back a little bit to when you were talking about one more person being in the room. Yeah. And I think for some, it's about um, privacy. Totally. And feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't want one more person in the room. Yes. And one more person seeing me exposed and one more person around me. And often that as a doula, We're the ones making sure that when you are exposed that there is a sheet covering you or um, that you are having a robe on when Mm -hmm. you want to get up, when you're not dressed or when you get out of the tub. If there's a tub in your room that you're getting a robe on you, those sort of things, because everybody has a job to do that's there that um, is a professional that they need to do in addition to um, that their primary job is not making sure that you're covered up. So um, while you're getting a a cervical check, their job isn't making sure that you have a, a lap blanket, a sheet on you. Their job is to make sure that your cervix is checked, and the nurse's job is to make sure that the baby is on the monitor and that they're charting, um, all of those sort of things. They need to do those things first. As a doula, our job is to make sure that your needs are met first and foremost. That's it. Look, it's time for you to
1: have another drink of water.
0: I know you don't feel like
1: having a drink of water, but here it is at your lips. Or I know um, that you haven't eaten in many an hour. Here's a bite of food. Um, Same thing for partner. Ah, yes. You haven't eaten in a very long time. Do you want me to go get food? Or are you going to step away and get food? Because we're, we're also looking at the experience not only of the person who's birthing, but also the support person or people that are there, that um, we're used to doing this. Like, it's, um, sure, it's tiring. At the end of a birth, I would say, yeah, I'm tired because I've been supporting and holding emotion on behalf of other people and encouraging them for X amount of hours. Um, And I've probably been on my feet, but I'm also used to doing this, right? I've been doing this professionally for over 10 years. uh, but also, I'm not immune from myself needing to eat or go to the bathroom or drink some water. Like, human beings need to be replenished <laughs> continually. And I um, I find that as a doula, one of my favorite things to do is seeing a partner who looks a little bit... Um, either afraid or puzzled or tired or whatever it is, and really being able to also support that partner so that they can in turn be there in a different way for the birthing person. Um, And I, I think for the rare event that there is a complication, um, it is such an honor to be with that partner and answer questions and help support during a time of like, oh my gosh, it feels like everything just went really, really wrong here. Um, Even if, um, as a professional, I'm looking in going, yeah, sure, this is being handled, but this is not like, it's not that bad. Right. But for someone who hasn't experienced any of this, it appears people are moving quickly and doing things. And when you're not used to those interventions or tools, then it feels bigger than it is. And I love being able to just translate what's happening. Um, I remember years ago there was someone that the baby had had a little bit of a challenging time breathing and so was getting a little bit of help on a table just across the room from mom. And um, dad was standing over there and talking to baby and then he felt really emotional and was crying a lot. Um, And so I put my arm around him and I was just telling him what they were doing. And um, then the baby began making some sounds and crying and was like, these are great things. We're really glad that your baby's making these sounds etc and then he was still really fearful and still kind of crying and they started putting a diaper on the baby um, as they're just kind of continuing to observe the baby and I said I really want you to feel assured right now because they're they're not bothering to put diapers on babies that they're not sure that their baby is breathing well and um, transitioning just fine. So I want you to know that. And then, um, you know, I was overheard by a provider and they're like, oh, yeah, we're not even worried now. And this and they kind of were able to add to that conversation. And so that's, I think, another practical example of as a doula, that is something I would be doing, right? I'm not adding to the question marks, but I'm adding support to those who are seeing an experience through these eyes of like, oh, my gosh, what's happening right now, right? Mm-hmm. Which, if you're not used to these types of scenarios, whether that be medical or otherwise, you actually don't know what's going on. This is a first for you. So if you're a friend or a family
0: member and not a doula, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, really, I think often people feel like, gosh, um, I don't want to have a doula because I really want my partner to be involved. Mm-hmm. And doulas, especially, I mean, Good doulas really know how to come in and help partners be involved. Yes. Um, there there's enough work for lots of helpful people there. Yes. And partners should always be as involved as they feel comfortable without any pressure at mm-hmm. all. Um and there's very different roles. You know, a is yeah. not going to kiss you on the forehead. <laughs> well, if they do, that might be a little weird. That would be so weird. They should not <laughs> be doing that. Definitely out of scope.
1: <laughs> but I'm thinking about a tip for finding out um, more about a doula is during your interview process, asking some questions. Tell me about how you involve partners in birth. Tell me about how, um, what are your expectations or desires for the way that my partnership should be or you want them to be involved in birth. And that's the way they answer that might be really telling to the how you feel comfortable with them. And I'm not you might want your doula to be more involved in your partner i don't know right but that i mean that if you do that's awesome whatever and that can change
0: during birth totally
1: each to their own but i'm just saying for those who have that concern of like well if i have a doula there then my partner's not really going to be involved but there's some ways to ask some really pointed questions about the way a doula practices in an interview process that would give you some of that information
0: um, to make a decision Absolutely. You might have a doula rubbing your back or putting some counter pressure on your lower back Yeah. and your partner might be the one looking in your eyes saying, babe, you've got this. You are so strong and amazing. Yeah. Or you might feel like you're connecting with that doula in the moment and that doula is looking in your eyes saying, you've got this yeah. and here's how to breathe and... Helping you find your rhythm and your partner's rubbing your back. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So
1: um, I hope you're also not hearing from us that um, it's not a good idea to invite friends to your birth. Um, We have covered that in another podcast where we talked about let's have the people there that you feel comfortable with in a very exposed, emotional, vulnerable time in your life, right? And so maybe that friend who's not cool with emotions probably shouldn't be attending your birth,
0: right? There's that other good old test of, you know, how do you know who's supposed to come to your birth? Uh, do you want them to see your vagina? Yep. Are they cool with your emotions? Yep. And if you answer no to any of those, then they're probably not supposed to be at your birth. And
1: are they going to be asking your provider more questions than you are oh. because they're just curious or anxious? <laughs> yeah. Probably also not a good idea to have um, that friend. Right. At are your they going to
0: dominate your birth? Exactly. Because often your partner won't be asked to leave the room, but. If you have an epidural, or you know, often if there's a handful of people in the room, they're going to be asked to leave the room if you have a cervical exam, just because you know, often it's nice to have fewer per mm-hmm. people in the room for that. And are they going to f- put up a stink for that, right? Right,
1: yeah. So, um, we're not. We're not against having friends by any means at your birth, but we're just helping you to kind of think through what's the difference between having a professional doula at my birth versus my girlfriend who, um, you know, we've been friends since college and had all the different experiences together Um, because you might actually want them to be. I mean, it is really sweet to have been at a few friends births where It was really an amazing experience for all of us there to be supporting her during this huge transition in her life. And we all found our different roles and it worked seamlessly. Um, But that's a fairly special group of friends for something like that to be taking place. And also to remember that all of us had birthed children who were there and so that Hmm. wasn't a foreign concept that um, birth wasn't I can imagine it'd be a little bit more challenging if you're inviting folks to be with you who have never seen a birth before
0: Um, also make sure that the people that are coming to your birth are cool with the way that you're giving birth oh yeah that's important oh that's big um
1: if you're having an out-of-hospital birth and they think that's unsafe probably don't invite them to your out-of-hospital birth
0: huh? right if you're planning to have an epidural and they're not down with epidurals don't have them at your birth
1: nope
0: yep so think about the way that you're planning to have this baby you don't want to
1: invite somebody who has an agenda for your birth to your birth
0: and that even goes for how you pick a doula yeah absolutely yeah yeah Okay. Yep. So thinking about those things. Um, and also you want to make sure that they work well with your partner. Oh, yeah. um, your friends, your doulas, your family members, um, all of those. And remember that you don't owe your birth to anybody. Oh, so yeah. thinking about your friends and family that are coming to your birth, you probably want to have your partner there. Um, but thinking about friends and family who are coming to your birth make sure that you feel good about that. There's always plenty for everybody to do. You might want some pictures when you meet your baby. Yeah. You might want pictures during your birth. Um I know when we say that often people are like, "Oh gosh, no." And it's I think people automatically go to that that crowning moment of when baby's <laughs> literally crowning and that's Sometimes that's what people want, but sometimes it's really that moment when you're sitting on the birth ball or, you know, uh, standing up, slow dancing with your partner and getting a nice little back massage in the gown. Um, Those are those sweet little moments that it's nice to have photos of. So. Thinking about things like that, it's nice to have somebody who's going to grab you water or juice and give you bites mm-hmm. of things like that. Totally, or an extra hand for massage. Yeah, yep, yep. So that's great support.
1: Yeah, yeah. So moving over to um, postpartum.
0: Oh, postpartum doulas. Let's talk about them too. Ah, oh, they're amazing. Who is going to help take care of you? Mm-hmm. So many people are transplants these days, yeah. right? No, we are not.
1: Uh, we're not staying in the towns where we grow up, are we?
0: We're moving yeah. around. We don't usually have generations of people who can come no. and take care of us, or um, with people working longer in their lives, we don't have um, our parents who can come and stay up all night with our babies.
1: I'm just thinking about. Um, so, when I was younger, I lived in um, I lived in Minnesota um for like the first eleven years of my life, and then we started um, kind of moving around. Job stuff changed. And um I'm thinking about that early community that I had in my life. and it was like my parents' family friends who like I grew up with. and I'm thinking essentially of like my mom's friends and how if I had stayed in that town, if I'd you know, just stayed around that how there would have been so many people in my life right there would have been the like pseudo grandparents to you know my babies and those would have been the people that would like bring me a casserole after I've had a baby or come and watch my younger kid after I had subsequent kids right but I moved um (laughs) I lived in different places with each of my children and I didn't have some of that established community of just people that I'd known for a really long time who would have been some of that different types of support for me right um where it's just easy like they're just gonna you know come by so um We say all of that because we want to acknowledge that the world has changed a little bit. And in um, some folks lives, particularly, we're thinking about people who have not grown up in a community um, that having a postpartum doula come in and offer both physical and emotional support. So let's look at practically that way that looks um, as also a postpartum doula usually I would start my my time at someone's home when I arrive I'll say what would feel most life-giving for you today and um, this new family one of the things they might say is oh man can you just help us figure out how to help her not cry when we change her diaper or we're having some challenges with breastfeeding or questions about formula feeding or she just seems really unsettled so things like that and then I will show folks, like I'll say, oh, can I just hold the baby? And while I'm sitting there, they're noticing the way I'm even interacting with a baby, right? And then practically that might mean we give the baby a bath together and I'm instructing the family about how to do that. We're talking about breastfeeding. I'm giving different positions for burping or for dealing with gas, things of that nature, right? Or maybe the family says, we are so tired. Um, Can we go take a nap while you watch the baby out here? And man, the dishes are piling up in the sink. And so then what I might do is they go in the other room, they take a nap. If the baby's sleeping, she'll be near me and I will start a load of laundry and maybe clean up the dishes that are in the sink and do those sorts of things. Um, the other day I was doing postpartum work for folks and um, she was sleeping and um, so I did a few of the dishes and then I kind of went into the bathroom and I noticed that her trash was kind of overflowing in there and so I just took that trash out of there and put it you know, out in the back and I kind of looked around for, hmm, I'm not being invasive here by any meanings, but I'm going to go around and just kind of tidy up a little bit. I'm going to fold up those blankets on the couch and kind of put them back in that space. I'm going to do up a few of her dishes. I'm going to, you know, do those sorts of things that when your job in the postpartum is to figure out how to breastfeed this baby and rest and eat, um, then some of those other things might get neglected for a bit, which is totally normal and typical. Um, that postpartum doula also might make you a snack or maybe even make you a meal um, during her time with you as well. So it usually starts with some sort of what feels best today Um, And then goes from there. Um, Probably not getting outside on a ladder, you know, washing the windows. (laughs) That's going a little too far. Definitely not
0: going Um, to do those
1: things. Probably not leaving me with your baby for five hours while you go to the mall. That would – their expertise tends to lie more in, um, yes, helping you get rest and um, physically helping with running of the household – and normal newborn traits, translation, and care. Does that make sense, Elise? Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. What are some other things that you can think of that a postpartum doula has been helpful for?
0: Yeah, I think just really coming in and helping to normalize that early new those newborn days. I. You know, re- recall having some great conversations, processing, mm-hmm. having to go back to work yeah. with some some folks I worked with and helping them figure out how do I set up my life for yeah. this new stage coming yep. up and how do I process the emotions around it? What are some things I need to get into place now? How do I think about finding somebody to do long-term care yep. for baby? Um, so this is a little bit further out, but, you know, depending on when you return back to work, yeah. that could be, you know, two months later. And... What comes
1: to mind when you're describing that would be like a life coach.
0: Yeah. Where they're kind
1: of helping you figure out, okay, there's there might be a new way of doing this in my life or just a way of doing this, because I've never done this before, right? Right. Um, and bringing some suggestions in about how to structure your life, and maybe I'm even thinking about mood disorders. Um, yeah. I think as experienced postpartum doulas, I think we are known in our community a little bit more of um, being good with helping folks who are experiencing some mood challenges. Mm-hmm. And um, whether that be challenges or heading towards disorder, um, Definitely not as a therapist because no. they're highly trained in those ways, but also being there to help do some reflective listening, some normalizing, as well as sometimes mood starts to really crash due to lack of sleep. So as a postpartum doula is that I can come in and take away some of that pressure for baby care or doing things, then maybe that would allow for more sleep as well.
0: So here's what I think this really summarizes a lot of what birth doulas and postpartum doulas do. It's we provide, they provide that ongoing in-between in care that you don't really get Yeah. typically, especially in the postpartum. But, you know, when when you're having a baby, there's a lot of things that come up that you don't necessarily want to page your doctor on the weekend about. Or when you're postpartum, you leave the hospital and you're not seen again for six weeks. Right. You might go back at two weeks and have an incision check if you had a cesarean, but if you had a vaginal birth, you're not seen for six weeks unless... Yeah, you'll
1: you'll see the baby's provider, but as far as things about your body and caring for your body you're considered fine and normal right. after you get out of the hospital and before six weeks, unless, you know, some of those um, things that they've, you know, highlighted as far as now call us if this, this, or this happens. Right.
0: Um, but even for baby too, I would say you're seeing, yeah, you're seeing the pediatrician, but there's so many changes yeah. daily with baby. Like, gosh, how do I know every day that baby is getting enough? Sure. And then, now I'm pumping. Am I getting enough? And how do I how do I do this again? Do I switch from one side to the other? Do I how do I remember how to do it? You don't get all of the information on um, you know, you get you give birth and you get information on how to breastfeed yeah. while you're in the hospital, but then you head home and you're like, gosh, somebody told me how to do this while I was at the hospital, but I, I was so tired and now I can't remember yeah. and I don't have anybody here to help totally. me do this. Totally. How do I do it? And so both the birth doula comes back and visits and helps, but then you can have some ongoing care from the postpartum doula to come and help. So doulas fill in those gaps, and they're always available for communication for mm-hmm. that, and so that's what they do. They fill in all those gaps. I'm,
1: I'm thinking, too, Elise, of the um, some clients that I've had um, who were um, – Yes, they have family that's local. They have friends who are local or whatever. They're like, I'm not sure I need this. But then they realize, oh, man. So my mom, who I thought was going to be helping me out with breastfeeding or normal newborn stuff, she had a baby 35 years ago. And she doesn't remember a darn thing, you know. Right. I've had moms who are like, oh, you need to take your baby to the emergency room. They're having diarrhea. Actually, <laughs> nope. that's what normal newborn poop looks like. It's it... liquid
0: because they're only eating liquid. Exactly.
1: So um, you you might find yourself in need of a postpartum doula, even if you have super supportive family and friends. Right. Let's be honest, because that is um, there is still a place for that type of professional in your life, um, particularly if you have maybe some funky relationship with your... Um, with uh your parent or friend or sibling or whatever, if it gets to be a funky relationship dynamic, then please have that professional come in. It's okay to ask them all these questions. They don't have this agenda. They don't have this long term relationship with you. Sometimes it's just a nice fresh breath of air, of fresh yes. air with that other folk person
0: coming in. Um, they yeah. don't have a complicated relationship.
1: Absolutely, save it and. Have the professional support yet for a bit. And you know what I'm thinking? What are you thinking, Alyssa? You can
0: totally have a postpartum doula make you cupcakes that are very full. But if Jen is your postpartum doula, you might have her check the <laughs> box to make sure it's not expired.
1: I don't bring cupcakes from my house to their house. It's true. I look at their cupboard to look at their... I will check your, um, your cake mix, though, before I make it to make sure it's not expired. At least don't accept
0: poppy seed muffins from definitely they're like old enough to go to kindergarten (laughs) those poppy seed muffins will walk right into school
1: we we started all like funny and then we got real serious about all this doula stuff we
0: take our dueling very seriously apparently we do but we don't take poppy seed muffins seriously at all yeah muffin top save it for the cupcakes i take my muffin tops Extremely serious. That was enough. your second bottle to pick. No, it was my first. I took it. Oh, you're I right. Think, Sorry. Duelists I do love cupcakes. Your Damn seriously. You dad. take
1: your cupcakes more seriously than you do your professional work. It's true. Oh, wow. I see now where your priorities lie. I know. I get it. Okay. It's true. That's good. That's good for me to know as a business partner. So, folks, <laughs> you should Instagram us. And Elise.
0: You should bring me some cupcakes. Yeah, and you guys with should, muffin tops. It's true. You guys should either Instagram us about babies and birth, mm. or cupcakes. And e- if you like one to Instagram us either of those, you can find us at Pushing It Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You can also email us, or you can just directly mail us. But probably mail not.
1: us is in like a letter that the post delivery no, person. No, not
0: letters. Okay, like actual cupcakes. Oh, really. I don't know. <laughs> we don't really sit still, so mailing us cupcakes really won't work. That uh, won't work,
1: no. you have to send us a virtual cupcake, sorry. Virtual cupcakes
0: would be fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that sounds nice. That would make my day if somebody virtually sent me a cupcake.
0: I'd rather eat them.
1: Yeah, true, but it's OK.
0: Shoot, forget lunch. Now I need to go eat a cupcake, Jen. <laughs>
1: thanks for listening and please let us know if you have any questions about um, stuff we talked about today because
0: we want to answer those for you. Yeah and we want to know what you want to hear about. We just want to hear from you and your friends want to hear from you about this show so tell them all about it. There you go. It's true. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye.